Good morning. Thank you for joining me here on Transform Her Radio. This is your girl, Sierra, CC, Glam Goddess. You may call me those things, but do not call me a queen. Okay. Something was on my spirit this morning. So before I start my work day, I had to pop in and get this down for you guys. Let's start with gratitude. Thanking Source for waking us up today. Thanking God for waking us up today. Whether you're working from home or you are out there getting it, make today a productive day towards your dreams and your goals. Whether you are leading your morning with a cup of coffee or a protein shake, you have my full support. As long as you are doing what you want to do and you're not out here hurting anybody while you do it. So I'm going to start this episode with a little story time and then we are going to dive in. I love writing poems. I also love to read. My imagination has been very vivid since I was a child. So to stay in tune with that part of myself, I do write from time to time. I draw, I paint, I sing, even if it's badly. I like to dance, even if I'm off beat. I just go with the flow. So let's start with a little story time, guys. There was a girl in Las Vegas, as free as she could be. When she moved out here, she was determined to make history. She'd close her eyes to dream. Those dreams became her plans. No guidance. So she led with her hands. Her heart would soon follow. Pressure. Time ticking became a hard pill to swallow. Big brown eyes wide open. That third eye closed. As she kept creating with her hands, she'd shout, What should I be doing? Does anybody know? Always seeking wisdom, she would ask for advice. Pressure. People projecting on her life. You should be married by now. Why don't you have kids? If you haven't filed for bankruptcy, have you even lived? Pressure. Overwhelmed with opinions, her head would hurt. She decided to get to know herself. The third eye began to shout. As she started exploring her soul, her inner wisdom came out. In answer to her question, live, be grateful for each day. None of us leave this world alive. So let your dreams lead the way. Be rooted in them and the right people will come along. Some to lead you closer to those dreams, some to make you strong. No more pressure. That third eye wide open. Time ticking is a gift. Your life is in motion. Written by me, y'all. And that's a nice way to lead the episode because I want to talk about freeing yourself from projection. Your path is your own and you make sure you choose yourself. What you'll come to understand is when you open up the door for other people's opinions on your life, a lot of people have fear-based thinking instead of faith-based thinking. Even the most devout Christian can be leading from a place of fear. Even the most woke spiritual woman could lead from a place of fear because she still has work to do or he still has work to do. So I want to say, stop pressuring yourselves. 
after 2020 and what we've survived, I believe they've projected about 630,000 people in the U.S. have died from COVID. Don't quote me specifically on these numbers. However, a lot of people are not here anymore. So not only should you take care in how you treat yourself, but in how you treat others. But I wanted to give y'all some insight. That poem was about me. I am 35 years old. And some would say I might be a bit of a late bloomer because I started to pursue some worldly things a little later on compared to my peers. And what I've come to discover in trying to become a wiser, more well-rounded person is that there is no right or wrong to people living their lives. Just live your life because we really don't know what's ahead of us, but we know what's behind us. We know how it feels to try to please people. We know how it feels when we've made decisions that we haven't wanted to make just because we may have been afraid of the consequences or we may have been afraid to take a leap of faith. But we don't know what's ahead of us. So you can choose to get up each morning and be fear-based or faith-based in motion because life is going to continue moving whether you're ready for it or not. So take action towards what you want. If you have dreams, you have to move towards them. You can't wake up and say, I wish I was rich, but you move like somebody who's okay with being poor. You move in a way where you're lazy and you don't even take a moment to use the gifts that God has given you or that source has let you know you have. So take action, even if it's something as simple as writing it down and scripting and journaling goes a long way because we're so dynamic in how we learn as humans sometimes hearing it doesn't stick sometimes seeing it sticks and in order to see it you have to write it down or record it whatever you may need to do and I want to say a large part of moving towards what you want with faith-based thinking is enhancing your relationship with the most high, but also with yourself. Unconditionally loving yourself and attracting honesty towards you and unconditional love towards you, it starts within. So you have to be honest with you first and you have to love you first unconditionally. What I said in my last episode about shadow work, that involves loving all of you, not just the parts of you that people compliment, not just the parts of you that you show the world, But the parts of you that you don't show the world because you know it may not be received well. Those parts of you still need love and nourishment too. And if you can't embrace or fully love yourself and work on your own life, because if you love yourself unconditionally, you're going to be in motion towards making your life better. Whether that's studying, whether that is getting therapy, whether that is going to church, you are going to do what you need to do to give you the strength to move towards those things. So if you can't do that, on behalf of all the 35 plus people who are doing the work, don't drag other people into your mess because it's going to be short-lived. And you're going to relive a hurt over and over and over again. You will get stuck in a cycle 
if you constantly drag people into your mess instead of instead of trying to clean your mess up clean it up do the work you can't control outside influences but you can control yourself and how you react to them and as someone who used to identify as being a control freak i've come to realize that word is thrown around loosely and here's why i say that ask yourself this question are you a control freak or were you raised in a codependent environment where you were not only responsible for your emotional well-being but your caregivers too Ooh, you're not ready to talk about that are you well you must be if you are listening to this episode so let's dive into it okay that's called codependency according to mental health america and it's defined as an emotional and behavioral condition that affects an individual's ability to have a healthy mutually satisfying relationship it is also known as relationship addiction because people with codependency often form or maintain relationships that are one-sided emotionally destructive or abusive if you want to learn more information about this term two options you can google it i am a googler and not only will you find that definition but you'll find some pretty neat infographics that let you know from a visual perspective what codependency is you can also go to this website mhanational.org that is mentalhealthamericanational.org check them out not only will it define this term but several others as you come to do your shadow work so I brought up codependency because to be quite frank, I think a lot of people's brush with codependency starts closer to home. I don't think it starts in relationships. I firmly believe depending on your environment and how you were raised, it gives you a higher tolerance for pain. And I do mean emotional pain than others who were never exposed to such things. So you have to do away with codependency. And I wanna define some examples of how that can happen even at home, okay? Here we go. One example of a codependent relationship is providing money to support a habit. That's for mama and pop pop that like to ask you to buy cigarettes for them every Wednesday and ask you to drop them off. Or that's for your spouse that is on my 600 pound life and they can't prepare their meals, but you prepare them. You're buying the money, or I'm sorry, you're using the money for food. You're buying everything that's contributing to that habit. Another example of codependency is denying the problem, turning a blind eye to your boundaries, right? Like I said before, A third example is avoiding conflict at all costs, even if it means denying that there is even a problem. Again, denying your boundaries is also denying conflict because you know when you stand up for yourself, that person is likely going to shut down your perspective and try to convince you why you're wrong. But stand firm to your boundaries, okay? The fourth example, feeling responsible for a person's thoughts, feelings, and actions. Does that not happen at home with brothers and sisters and parents? 
where you feel a sense of responsibility that should not be on your shoulders, even as a child. I've come across so many people in my adult life who feel not only gratitude towards their parents, but some sense of debt. For example, I'm 35, right? I've met some people older than me who instead of planning for their retirement are saying things like, I want to get my mom a house. I want to get my dad a house. I want to help them with retirement funds. Meanwhile, completely neglecting to plan those things for themselves. How is it that you are so focused on your parentals who had the same opportunities you have at your age and neglecting yourself? Is that because they put pressure on you to do that? Or is that how selfless you are? That sense of responsibility has to be readapted. For example, in the black community, oftentimes the oldest sibling will have to sit at home and watch all the little brothers and sisters they didn't ask for. Yes, I'm pretty blunt over here, y'all. Take it, Just, just, just go with it. So that's another form of being responsible for other people's thoughts, feelings, and actions. When you weren't even dealing with your own, you were too young to even understand what some of the things you were feeling were, yet you were tasked to watch your brother and your sister. And what does that do? It keeps you from getting the social opportunities that you need to have. You miss out on tryouts for sports. You can't go to chess club. You can't, you know, join the student council because you've got to be at home at three o'clock to cook dinner and whatnot. That is codependency. Codependency runs deep in the black community. In every community, yes, but I'm black and I'm speaking from personal experience My eyes are wide open. I see things. I know things. People tell me things. Okay? So, that comes from black people thinking that they don't deserve luxury or didn't have access to it as well. Because I went to a Catholic private school around uh, students of different ethnicities and backgrounds. And while on one side, like I said, you've got this kid who's got to rush home and be responsible On another side, you've got a kid that says, oh, my mom's got a nanny. Oh, my mom's paying for latchkey. I don't have to be home until six o'clock. So I'm in chess club. I'm student council president. I'm doing tryouts for track practice. I'm on the swim team. Those kids get to choose things that they want to pursue early in life. And I think scientifically they say the first seven years of a person's life are deeply rooted in your cognitive behavior, even as an adult. So think about that for a second. If you are introduced at a young age to codependency, it becomes a norm. Even in your subconscious mind, it becomes a norm. So I wanted to call attention to that. And another form of it of codependency is saying yes to your loved one when you want to say no. How many times have you done that? Think about it. At home. You say yes. I want to do this because you don't want to get what? Punished. You don't want to be called a Debbie Downer. You don't want to be called 
negative or causing problems, right? Another example of codependency is providing care for the person when addiction symptoms present themselves physically. So for this, let's think about those alcoholics. Think about the kids that have had to clean vomit off of their parents' mouths. That does happen to some kids. Think about the children whose parents are not able to get up in the morning and take them to school because they've got a hangover. So that is an example of how this stuff hits closer to home at a young age, at an impressionable age. And it makes you more susceptible to being in these types of codependent situations when you do start to explore your own relationships, where, when you are an adult and you get to choose who you deal with. You choose things that are familiar to you, right? Exactly. Bingo. Another example of codependency is turning to drugs or alcohol to cope with the stress or dysfunction of the situation. Substance abuse. How many people like to put a Band-Aid on those things instead of creating conflict, instead of having those difficult conversations, instead of being honest and transparent about when you need help or when you're not doing so well? People like to self-soothe and self-medicate with drugs and alcohol all the time. And in a codependent household, not only do the parents fall into this trap, But the teenagers do too. They're out drinking with their friends on Friday night. They're sneaking and buying a bottle of liquor from that one store on 8 Mile that never checked ID. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all know which store I'm talking about. It's probably not even there anymore. But I'm not condemning you all. I've lived a life. That's why I'm on my podcast sharing my story and trying to get the word out. You are not alone in navigating through this and recognizing you may have been exposed to some codependent situations. Now is the time to create change because there's a new norm going on out here in the world right now. Thanks to this pandemic, it's caused a shift, not only in our day-to-day norms, but it should also cause a shift in how you deal with yourself and how you deal with others. So... Codependency does make you more susceptible to some of the things I experienced in my poetry where you may have a lack of confidence about certain things you're doing. You're just basically having this crabs in a barrel mentality with life because you don't know where you're going. Some of the things that you want to accomplish, you have no tangible example of someone accomplishing that in your personal life. So you have to turn to outside resources. And what do we do? We're in the age of information. We can look everything up online. So that's what we do, right? We look things up. We talk to classmates. We talk to people. And in talking to people, you get exposed to so many different opinions about what it is you should be doing. It clouds your judgment. It pulls you away from your intuition. It locks that third eye. It makes that crown chakra fall off and go by the wayside. So I wanted to call attention to this because maybe you can't identify why you do the things that you do in your relationship. And simply put, darling, it's because you were exposed to codependent behaviors. Now's the time to change it and call it out. Grab it by the horns and say, this is it. 
We don't have time for this anymore. We're in the last quarter of 2021. What that means is we can go out with a bang and really spark change, or we can get stuck in a pattern in a loop. And like I said, if you don't do the work and keep dragging people into this mess, you're going to be stuck in a loop. Your relationships may last for a while, but not necessarily in a happy state or in a healthy state, right? So there's some dysfunction present. You guys may be together for a year, two years, three years, hell, maybe even 15. And what that means is you're constantly doing away with following and setting boundaries. You're doing away with following your dreams. You're doing away with healthy healthy coping mechanisms. I get tongue tied sometimes, y'all. I'm so excited about what I'm saying. I just had to get y'all in on this so that we can create change. What hap- what happens when you identify something and call it by its name? It can't hide anymore. So we're calling out codependency today. We're recognizing that we may have been exposed to it at an early age in our home situations, in our uh, peer groups, whether it's school or college. But I'm talking about when it hits closer to home and it hits close to home, okay? I know people who are grown as hell and still worried about their parents coming home inebriated or even making it home safely. I know people who are dealing with... uh hell what's those grown-up problems we have in our 30s for me okay I know one heartburn never had heartburn in my 20s now I have heartburn and have to take pantoprazole to manage that can't do too much you know now I'm 35 so I'm like man I can't eat pizza like that anymore I can't eat spaghetti like I want to tomato sauce is the enemy so that's one that's one aspect of getting older. But I know some people who are grown as hell and still feel this deep sense of responsibility for their parents to the point that they neglect themselves. And that is unhealthy. And let me talk to y'all parents for a minute, not mine. But I've seen it. I've seen it, honey. Like I said, my eyes are open. If you're putting all this pressure on your son or daughter to create a life for you that's wrong they didn't ask to be here and you had the same 24 hours in a day that they did at that age so what happens now you can take accountability maybe you didn't make the best decisions that's fine but that doesn't mean that you have to have your child stuck in a pattern of thought where they're constantly trying to make up for your lack of judgment. If your credit is horrible and you are 70 years old, take accountability for it. But don't ask your teenage child to put the utility bills in their name. Don't ask your 20-something child that is in college if you can if they can co-sign on your car or Hell, don't ask your grown child that doesn't even have a home of their own to get a mortgage for you guys to live in. Yes, these are things I've witnessed and it's dead ass wrong. Don't be planning for, oh, my kid's going to take care of me. 
as if they don't have their own retirement to plan for. Especially me. I don't have kids. So I've got to line line these things up for myself regardless. But I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that I've had to be self-seeking and solve my own problems. So I hope by the time I do become a mother, if I decide to, I'm not going to pressure my child to be doing things like that. I want them to see my mom has lived her dreams. My mom is a go-getter. She pursues her goals and she gives me the freedom to do the same. I'm speaking that into existence. But I just wanted to address this. It needs to stop. I have met a lot of young men who feel this deep sense of uh, owing my mom or pop pop or, you know, cousin Tony that bailed me out of jail that one time. But you're not sticking up for yourself. Are you planning for your own retirement? We're in our 30s. So let me share some wisdom with you. Time is ticking. But it is a gift, but it is ticking. Our lives are in motion. Before we know it, we will be in our 50s and 60s. So the decisions we make now affect us. And if you don't get your mind right, it's going to be really, really hard to do away with codependent situations and choose yourself. So that's what I want to tell y'all. Choosing yourself is going to get you away from this codependency. That's why it's so important to do. It'll filter this behavior out. And the minute you start to choose yourself and you say, I'm going to do what's best for me, you'll get ahead of the curve. You'll realize who's for you and who's not for you. You'll realize who's just trying to use you for maybe your good credit or your car or your home. And you'll find out who really has your back regardless of what you give them. Who truly loves you unconditionally and wants to see you thrive and succeed. So, like I said before, choose yourself. Be prepared to be disliked in that. Be prepared for your relationships to change. But trust spirit and move from faith-based thinking instead of fear-based. Because for every person that leaves your life now... The right people are going to come in that are in the vibration you're in. They set boundaries. They're doing what they need to do. And as they used to say, birds of a feather flock together, right? So if you want to go back to the basics, you have to be prepared to do away with people who are not in the flock anymore. So I hope y'all take something away from this. Look up codependency. Use your social media to put you on, baby. Don't just get caught up in the goofy TikTok trends, even though I love TikTok. It is a tool that can cultivate change. Look up codependency. Seek out going to therapy. Cognitive behavioral therapy may help you recondition how you deal with your mind and how you deal with other people. Go to church. Find your community that's going to enhance your faith. Do what you need to do. Make sure you're using your time on social media to cultivate change too. I like to lead my mornings away from it, but let me tell you, I have completely reshaped my feed on Instagram to where after two two scrolls, maybe even three, I am inspired by some meme. 
I'm inspired by somebody sharing their story. I'm inspired with the content that I'm seeing on there. Okay, so you can use these things to cultivate change and to empower you. And I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. If you need any help in this process, your girl has your back. I told y'all how to reach out to me before through my social media. My name is Sierra. And uh, yes, 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 yes. I'm an artist. So that's why my poem was about art. I am that girl that was always seeking knowledge and wisdom. And then I realized God and the most high gave me the wisdom I need. I just had to trust it. So trust yourself and choose yourself and stay blessed. Okay. I'll see y'all on the next episode. Bye.